Hello and welcome to Trainer's Voice, brought to you by Guardian Angel Equine Services. This podcast was created for the busy equestrians mind for on-the-go training, chat, and learning. My goal as a horse trainer is to help improve horses' lives and performance by educating and helping their owners. These episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge from research and experience. Feel free to ask any questions at any time. I always love to help. All my links are always in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back. So I wanted to talk about um, something I've been struggling with a little bit lately. Some of you may have kind of figured it out on your own, but um, so I struggle with really finding my niche right now. I'm trying to figure out where I fit in, if at all, Um, especially in the horse world right now. So, a little bit of background as far as me as a person is that, um, so when, growing up, I grew up in a very, uh, I don't want to say traditional, um, family as far as horses. I didn't have horses growing up, um, until I was about 10. I, um, got Jake when I was 10, but... My parents both grew up around horses in a traditional, uh, in a traditional riding, um, horsemanship kind of way. Um, so they both knew horses. They've grown up around horses. They both rode. Um, but I didn't get one until I was about 10. So, um, I then grew up, you know, riding horses in a traditional way um, after I, before and after. So I started riding around six or seven ish, somewhere in there. I started riding cousins and aunts and uncles horses and friends horses and things like that. Um, and I rode traditionally, you know, your traditional way of, um, working with horses. And so not only that, but I grew up in a family who went fishing and hunting. We, um, ate our food that we hunted and we and we ate our food that we fished and things like that and so um I even grew up with uh, my dad wanted a garden we've had a garden on and off throughout my life and I know growing up my dad has always wanted to be able to provide um from home so we've had a garden on and off. We were able to go and hunt for our food and fish for our food and things like that. Not that we were just couldn't buy food or anything like that. Like, obviously, we ate like normal human beings. Um, but that was just, you know, our way of life. You know, when we went hunting, we ate what we caught. Um, and that's just kind of how it was. We planted a garden so we could grow food at home um, and things like that. So... Um, that's just kind of, you know, we had chickens that gave us eggs. We would kill our chickens and eat our chickens, you know, like it's just kind of your way of life when you're out in the Western South, South of the, when you're in the Southern States, you know, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, that's just how I've grown up. So growing up, I never, as far as like morals around animals, so such as like PETA 
or you're vegans, you know, that wasn't really a thing um, that I even really recognized as even a thing until about even really high school. I mean, I, I could have told you kind of around about what a vegan was or a vegetarian um, was in middle school, but it really wasn't brought to my attention, like the extreme parts of it until even really, um, the last couple of years of my life, um, is really when I actually started learning more about veganism and vegetarians and things like that. And, um, I guess the more and more that I learn about horses and the more and more I learn about vegans and stuff, I kind of start to struggle a little bit with my own morals. Um, I've grown up, you know, living off of what the earth provided us. And, you know, uh, I loved that way of living. I, you know, then wouldn't have traded it for anything. Um, deer meat was, and, you know, not so much these days, but deer meat was probably my favorite meat as a child. We ate deer jerky. We had deer burgers. We had, uh, deer sausage, like everything deer. That was just my favorite meat. Um, growing up, that's what we had a lot. Um, actually I would say now my favorite meat is probably fish, uh, bass more bass and catfish are my favorite fish. Um, or would be my favorite meat. Um, so that's kind of how I grew up. Now this kind of all continued to be the same throughout my life until, um, probably in the last couple of years, you know, I've started looking more into different types of horsemanship, more ethical horsemanship, um, positive reinforcement, behaviorism, or, uh, equine behavior and, um, all that stuff. And just kind of learning more about how horses feel and think and learn and things like that. And it's opened so many doors for me and I absolutely love it and I'm learning so much, but it has also made me struggle within a little bit. Um, I have a couple family members and friends who are vegan or have been vegan and they are, they really pay attention to what they put into their bodies, how their bodies react and how it affects the environment. And so I've talked to them a lot. I've kind of gotten to know a little bit of the vegan side of things and just kind of their morals and stuff. And, you know, I struggle a little bit. I still have those home roots of, you know, living off what the land is providing, um, feeling like there's nothing wrong with it. And which overall, there is nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to push somebody to be vegan if they don't want to. I'm not going to shun someone if they want to eat a freaking cow. You know, I, I, it is what it is, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of controversy in the topic as a whole. And I don't have a whole lot of you know, I struggle on both sides of the fence. So I don't really have an opinion to be given as far as if somebody wanted to come up and argue with me about why you should or shouldn't be vegan. You know, I sit on both sides of the fence. I love cows the most, 
the next, as much as the next person, I guess. I don't know. I don't really have a, I don't know. I, I feel like in my heart, I could never truly be a vegan. Um, you know, I just don't feel like I could be. I do feel like in my heart, I could do the best that I can do. And even doing that is going to be better than some people. But I just don't have that emotional bond of, or emotional empathy for certain animals that vegans would have. So cows, you know, I could be attached to a cow, I guess. But, you know, growing up, you know, butchering cows and eating cows like they're tasty. And I've just all, I, you know, I've, and I guess it could be, you know, growing up knowing that you're taking care of something you're going to eat eventually, you kind of learn how to put on a front of not getting attached. So it's kind of like finding a stray dog that dad told you that you couldn't keep. And so while you kind of get attached to it, emotionally deep down, like, if it's only there for just so many days, like, it's not going to hit you as hard and you don't get so emotionally involved, but, you know, it is what it is. So, this has really uh, made it harder to find my niche in the equestrian world, too, because I'm, like, at heart, I'm pulled both ways. I would like to be vegan. I would love to be a proud vegan, but also in my heart, I still struggle with the whole, you know, the way of life of living off the land and, you know, God provides. Um, I don't know. I obviously I struggle with both of those things, but so I think the reason why this is kind of hard and why I can't find my niche as well is just because, you know, as someone who sits on both sides of the fence, I'm not someone that you can get an uprise out of or um, have a heated conversation with or that you can make me mad. You know, like, I feel like these days people are just so drawn to drama and drama in itself. I'm 100% believe that most people these days do, like, they do not care what kind of drama it is. If they can be involved and they can get pissed about it and they can be dramatic about it, they're going to be. Even if they know nothing about it or they hate that thing. But if somebody else is going to hate it, they're going to hate it more or they're going to talk it up and lie about it. You know, like, I think drama is so, such a big thing these days. And... I'm just not about it. You know, I'm not. So, um, so how I feel right now, growing up, I also was, you know, I loved barrel racing. I wanted to be an NFR barrel racer, professional barrel racer, train horses for people, you know, that whole ordeal. But the older I've gotten, the more I've learned. I just kind of have fallen out of wanting to run at the NFR. Of course, that's always something that if I was given that opportunity, heck yeah, I would love to take that opportunity. It's still a dream, but it's a dream that I'm not going to force to pursue. Um, I feel like my niche is kind of changing on me the last couple years. Um, 
I'm more so invested in creating more mentally sane and um, happy barrel horses. Um, horses who are not in distress, performance horses who are happy with their job. Um, and even going to the extent of training a barrel horse with positive reinforcement um, to run a fast, clean, competitive run is kind of more of my, where I'm pushing my niche now or where I'm finding myself anyway. Um, you know, I just, I'm kind of lost right now. You find me posting all sorts of videos. I'll do vlogs. That's not really for me. It's for people who follow me. Um, I know a lot of them love vlogs, but you know, I post a lot of different content. I'll post a vlog. I'll post a hack video. I'll post um, just kind of your all-around stuff. Barrel racing videos, critique videos, um, just kind of a little bit of everything. And, you know, most YouTube channels have their little niche they fit into as far as what they do best at, which is, you know, vlogs or exercise, exercise videos, hacks tips and advice, you know, that sort of thing. And my channel just hasn't really fell into one of those just yet. I love giving tips and advice. I love helping. I love doing the exercise videos, but those aren't my most viewed videos at all. And, you know, the more I'm learning, the less of these videos I have because my methods of training are changing. And so I'll come up with a video idea, but if it's not really, like if I'm changing the way I'm training, like I don't want to make a video and then it not be the same way I'm training later on in life. I do at some point plan on going back through my channel again and redoing a lot of the videos with my new and improved um, opinion. So... That's something I'm struggling with um, on the inside. And it goes, it even shows my podcast. Like I have your trainer's meditation and then I have the ride and listen exercises and I have just my normal podcast um, videos. And it kind of goes all over the place. So I don't really have my niche there either. And it kind of just falls back to, like, my niche is helping people. <laughs> that is what I do know. I just don't know how I'm going to do that the best. I don't know what I'm the best at yet, whether it be doing podcasts more or whether it be doing exercise videos or, or what we're looking at. Um, you know, and so I struggle with that. The more I've lo grown to love the horses and communication and stuff, I've grown to look at some animals and be like, I would never hurt that animal. And like the, I always say the vegan comes out in me a little bit. And it's also kind of with my cousin, she's vegan and she's starting to grow her own garden and um, she's starting to really... Um, she's growing herbs and like just your essential plants and things. And I could talk to her for days about just everything. And she loves being vegan. She'll admit she misses some meats and stuff, 
But the thing is, too, she didn't go vegan for the animals. I know, I feel like a majority of the people do go vegan for the animals. And it wasn't originally about going vegan for the animals. It was about her own personal health. And so that's kind of what drawn me into it because of so many things that I would put into my body and not even realizing the harm that it was doing and the, and the things that it can do to your body. And like deodorant alone. Deodorant is such an awful product that I switched to a vegan deodorant and oh my lord the difference. That it has made the chemicals that they put in some of the deodorants and getting into an all-natural vegan deodorant oh my goodness i'll never go back and not only that but learning the crap that we put into our body with products that you would never guess have just that crap the chemicals and stuff in it as well for girls mm, your tampons honey Oh my goodness, I didn't know the crap that they put in some of the brands of tampons. I use 100% cotton tampons and panty liners. Like, you don't realize, you know, the things that people are putting in your day-to-day -day stuff that you've just started using, not really asking any questions or thinking about it. And the more I've gotten into learning about vegans and things like that, I've learned all the crap that we put in our body. And not only that, but how much we ignore what our body is telling us. And like eating beef, or well, so eating beef can be inflammatory. It can be an inflammatory response. Can give you an inflammatory response. The biggest thing for me is dairy. Um, I. Not that I know of, am gluten, or not gluten, am, um, what's the word? Lactose intolerant. I don't think I am, anyway. But if I drink a glass of milk, then I can definitely feel my body telling me that I do not need to be doing that. So I've actually switched to using almond milk, just the original almond milk. And not only did I finally found a milk that was vegan, that tasted delicious, which is almond milk. Almond milk's nice. I like it. But I'm also not a, an, a, drink, a milk drinker other than chocolate milk. So I don't really drink any milk by itself unless it's chocolate milk, and that's not very often. So it's easy for me to switch to almond milk when I use it in cereal or my protein shake or something like that super easy to switch. I actually got the brand Silk. I got the almond chocolate milk and that is delicious as well. I'm trying to replace that between the dairy milk of chocolate milk with almond chocolate milk. So we're on that transition. Tea. Oh my lord, tea. Sweet tea to be exact. I don't drink just straight tea. Who the heck does that? But um, I, I lied green tea, the citrus green tea. Um, I do like that. However, I haven't really paid attention to the ingredients on it. My cousin can't drink it. It gives her headaches. So that's one thing that your body is telling you that you shouldn't consume, but yet people ignore. So like our caffeine headaches, you know? Yeah. Um, but she gets uh, migraines and stuff from drinking teas. 
certain types of teas anyway. And then she's gone as far as like looking at ingredients and realizing what ingredients that these products hold that cause a problem. So sweet tea, obviously I cut out because of the sugar and the fake sugar that we consume our bodies with. So the actual real sugar, like cane sugar, is not as bad as the sugar that we like to call sugar these days, or white sugar. And um, that is filled with everything in your daily life. And so drinking sweet tea, I have cut out sweet tea altogether. I have a glass every now and then, and then every now and then I'll get a headache. And I'll remember why I stopped drinking it. But trying to cut out sugar in my life, that's been super hard. But I have been somewhat successful. But realizing all these things that I am consuming and then realizing that when I cut it out, I feel so much better. And I'm actually listening to my body. It just makes me want to be vegan. But then I love my favorite meat other than fish is also chicken. I love chicken. I have no empathy for chickens. You know, some people love chickens and they have them as pets and stuff. I just, you know, I'm not a chicken person. I could eat chickens all day long. Yeah. So in my heart, I'm like, I don't know that I could be, like, I couldn't be vegan. Like, I just can't. And I don't mind eating eggs. Like, I like eggs. Eggs is a pretty good source of protein. I know you can get proteins elsewhere that is vegan. Um, but, like, you know, so I'm split. I would love to be vegan and be a proud vegan. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know that I could actually do that and actually put my whole heart into it. Maybe one day we'll get there. But that's also played a part of wanting to change my um, training methods for the horses, like wanting to do better, wanting to communicate with them, wanting to listen to them. Those things are also kind of what has pulled my heartstrings has made my niche go in a little bit different direction, you know? So right now I'm really just trying to pay attention to what people really like from me. Am I doing good with exercise videos, critiques or anything like that? I know the only thing I know for a fact is that I love to help people with their horses. I um, love to do my best at finding the best accurate information and helping taking that information and helping someone that's having an issue with their horse and helping them get through that issue. Because let me tell you, there's a lot wrong in the equestrian world and there's a lot we need to work on and there's a lot we just misunderstand. And so that's all I could really tell you as far as where my niche is, is that I just wanna help. And I, I, my, my main thing is I wanna help the horses more than anything. And so how I'm gonna do that, whether it be podcast style, whether it be um, my Facebook group or, um, you know, my YouTube. I don't know where my niche is, guys. I don't. I'm struggling with that. And, I mean, if y'all go in the link in my description, you know, find me, email me, find my Facebook, my YouTube, whatever. Let me know where 
where you think I fit in as far as my niche. Like, do you like my exercise videos? And I know we're lacking new ones right now. I know we are. I'm going to come out with some more. But, like, I feel like I'm putting so much on my plate with social media right now is because I don't know where I fit with social media. Some people do really great with Instagram. That's their niche. They do. That's, that's their thing. It's not really my thing, you know? Some people thrive on Facebook, and I think um, my Facebook group is mainly where I, I would love to thrive at. I'm just not 100% good at it. And I think where I truly thrive, where I think I'm semi-good at it, is either, it's probably my YouTube. I would love it to be my podcast, but I just, you know, I don't have a whole lot of time to sit down and edit my podcast. So when it comes down to it, you know, my podcast isn't a professional thing. You know, and I feel like that kind of annoys some people. And my voice kind of annoys some people. So, that is what it is. But I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys about, you know, my niche and where I'm falling. And I don't I don't know where I'm going, you know. Who knows? Next year, I may have just come, taken a complete turn and have gone 100% vegan. You know? Who knows? Or maybe I just... In the next year, I, I go back the other way, and I go back to living off the land and eating meat and dairy and all that and just, you know, doing, you know, what it is I grew up doing, you know? I, I just don't know how I feel right now. I don't know where I'm at in my life. I don't know what I feel like is best right now for me. I don't know where my niche is with the horses. I even, so trainers, you know, trainers have their niche with training. You have people who are good at starting colts. You have people who are good at doing fraternity horses. You have people who are good at doing specific events. You have people who are doing it, who do good with problematic horses or, you know, uh, whatever it is, you know, we have all these niches and I personally still am trying to find that niche. I work with any and all horses that I have background in. So, um, rescues or, um, a problematic horse. Um, I do barrels and poles. I'll do events, play day events. Um, I've dabbled in a little bit of like breakaway, but I wouldn't take on a horse that wanted to be, that they wanted me to train a performance horse. Um, but you know, groundwork, starting colts, you know, as far as a trainer where my niche is right now, I don't know. I really don't. Um, I feel, how I feel right now, what I would love to do is train barrel horses and my new and improved method, but I'm still developing that method. And not only that, but I love starting colts. I love starting yearlings and two-year-olds and three-year-olds like I I think that's mainly kind of where my heart lies and maybe it's cult starting and putting them on the pattern maybe that's where my niche is I feel like that's kind of it <laughs> so you know and maybe we get a couple years down the road and my niche is problematic horses I don't know so I just wanted to talk about that guys I just wanted to be like be honest and tell y'all you know how I'm feeling what's going on like, because I don't know.
but I just wanted to be honest and put that out there for you guys. This podcast was a lot longer than I wanted it to be, and I apologize for that, but it just popped in my head, and I was like, you know what? Let's talk about this. So if you like my podcast, I would love it, love it, love it if you let me know somewhere in my links, in my social medias, whatever, email me, whatever it may be, leave me a voice message, I don't care. But just let me know if you are liking my podcast. Um, And if you're listening to this, maybe you don't like it, maybe you do, but I would very, very much appreciate it if you went through and listened to some episodes that you thought would be interesting or suggest some different episodes that you might want to listen to because I'm really trying to get as many people to listen so I can start making a profit Even if you're cleaning a stall and you just turn it on and you can listen to it, or if you're cleaning a stall, you can turn it on and not even listen to it. Just let it play. That would be great, you know, if you do something like that. But um, anything helps. Trying to turn a profit over this, but I just want to figure out how I can do the best for you guys, help you guys, put out the best information for you to help your horse And I still make somewhat of a profit because right now times are hard, guys. Times are very hard. And I just want to make somewhat of a profit, but I don't want to have, I don't want to be asking you guys for me to get paid. You know, I don't want you to pay me. I don't want you to have to pay for your service, at least not right now in my life. (laughs) I know how it feels to be broke, but needing help. So, um... If y'all could just do that for me, guys, that would be amazing. Share my podcast. If you, if there's a, if there's an episode that you just like, please share it, get more people to listen so I can uh, start turning somewhat of a profit. That is why I went with Anchor, um, because just a little bit is enough. Um, I'm telling you guys, it's hard right now, so, um, If you want daily updates and all the information, all the questions answered, all the tips and stuff, definitely go to my Facebook group, VIB. Again, changing that name in the future, not sure when yet, but definitely go to that group and join. I try to post daily on there, keep everybody updated with with what's going on and things like that. So definitely go join there. It'd be nice to have you guys. We're at almost 50. Uh, members now so it's pretty small I like it small I can get to know everybody I can help everybody individually things like that Um, and there's not a lot of that there's not drama on there like I said I don't do drama and I will not contain drama on there so it's going to be a nice uplifting place happy place for you to meet new friends and horse people bounce ideas off of and things like that so hopefully y'all join hopefully y'all love the podcast and Again, we will talk again soon. Bye, guys.